October, Friday the 13th, 1989, Jimmy Wade Martin's body was found on a street in the small town of Bonterre, Missouri. When there are witnesses, a murder weapon, and a taped confession, how exactly does a murder become a cold case? This case has not ended by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of people in that town's not going to. You know, come. rumor has it it was big brawl, big bar fight. County jail. We have been working so hard on this. I can't be silent anymore. You know, like you know that guy that got killed here last night. There was rumors going around like the next day. We started doing a lot with Facebook. The question is, what happened to Jimmy Wade Martin? From Blueburn Productions. This is Small Town Forgotten. I'm your host, Chris Holsey. St. Francis County authorities this week announced they're reopening a decades-old murder case. Jimmy Wade Martin was found beaten on a Bonterre, Missouri street back in October of 1989. A suspect was charged, but the case never went to trial. Martin's extended family, working with his twin daughters, have been podcasting about the case for months. The prosecuting attorney tells Fox 2 that work brought the case back to their attention. To learn more about the case and the Martin family's investigation, just search for this story on fox2now.com. Do you think this this announcement of the um, of the new information, is that solely on, on what you guys have presented to them, do you think? Or do you feel like they have uncovered their own set of, of new information? I don't think that it's solely based on what we brought to them, but uh, small town forgotten has had definitely put the spark in front of them and showed them you know the things that the girls had uncovered the twins had uncovered in the last decade um, but also people around town that have known things for all these years that maybe haven't mentioned anything to law enforcement but when when family members come around talking you know people people are more open to tell you things and once we had once we had some things that maybe the pol the police had not been privy to before we kind of laid that out to them and then they took that and said yeah this makes sense now one thing that they do have that we don't is the entire case file and i don't know if what information is in there or not because you know obviously we're not law enforcement so we are we we don't have access to the entire case file it's a small town, everybody knows each other, and a lot of people are talking now. There's been rumors for all of these years, but people are now talking. And now we have law enforcement kind of as a partner moving the investigation forward to actually bring charges uh, to the person or persons that did this. Remember in episode one or two or three or in any of our episodes, how I insisted that somebody knows something about the murder of Jimmy Wade Martin? Well, I was right. And it wasn't just one somebody, but a crowd of somebodies. And those people are talking. Those people have been brave. And now, they're not just talking to us, but talking with law enforcement as well. Back in early December, we had a meeting with the Missouri State Highway Patrol, the St. Francis County Sheriff's Office, and the Bonterre Police Department. We presented them all of our evidence and all of our theories. At the time, they were cautious and careful about giving us hope on such an old cold case. But then, in the intervening weeks, their investigation experienced some successes. Shortly before the last podcast on January 19th, 
Donnie Crump from the Missouri State Highway Patrol contacted us and with the St. Francis County prosecuting attorney, Melissa Gilliam, requested that we take a pause so they could pursue leads that may be adversely affected by our podcast. We agreed. We had faith. And our faith has been rewarded. This past Wednesday on February 17th, the day after, incidentally, we had stated that we would release the sixth episode, the St. Francis County Prosecuting Attorney's Office released the following press release. February 17, 2021. For immediate release, please contact St. Francis County Prosecuting Attorney Melissa Gilliam. Homicide case reopened. Investigation to the murder of Jimmy Wade Martin to continue. Farmington, Missouri. The St. Francis County Prosecuting Attorney's Office, in conjunction with the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department and the Missouri State Highway Patrol, announces the reopening of a 32-year-old homicide case. The victim, Jimmy Wade Martin, was killed in the city of Bonterre a short distance from the Colbin Tavern in the early morning hours of October 14, 1989. New leads have emerged in the case, and investigators are continuing to work diligently to unearth information that could lead to charging the person responsible for Martin's death. We are hopeful that the technologies available today that were not developed in 1989 will assist in finding a resolution to this case. All persons are considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, and this case will be no different. To maintain the integrity of this case for an eventual trial, further details of the investigation will not be released at this time. Please contact St. Francis County Sheriff Department Detective Lieutenant Matt Wampler at 573-431-2777 or Missouri State Highway Patrol Lieutenant Donnie Crump at 573 573- 431-0176, extension 4305, if you have information regarding this homicide. Hi everyone, Kirk Pinchon, host of Food Fight here. Did you know that my co-host, Lindsay Gentile, has never tried chocolate pie in her life? Seriously, who does that? Uh, I do, me, Lindsay. And I just wanted to state for the record that Kirk thinks oatmeal raisin cookies are better than chocolate chip. So if you're a foodie, a food fan, or just someone who loves a good argument, pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Food Fight, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lindsay thinks rye bread and pumpernickel are the same thing. I know the difference now. Also, Kirk hates dogs. October of 1989, You're here because you like scary stories. Well, you want to hear something really scary? Having to trust our mediocre government to not print more money that debases the tiny bit that I'm allowed to keep after I pay exorbitant taxes, while folks with more money and time on their hands learn the ins and outs of a stock market that I barely understand, all while something called Bitcoin threatens to boil the oceans and melt the face off of innocent parents far and wide? Well, some of that was scary, some of it was false, and all of it is covered in our podcast, Talk Bitcoin to Me. We slow it down and make it unscary, and dare we say, sexy? Well, like, nerd sexy. It's sexy for sexy. Talk Bitcoin to Me, wherever you get your podcasts. Martin's extended family, working with his twin daughters, has been podcasting... When I say we agreed to pause the podcast, I of course mean the twins agreed as well. Despite their experiences with the police 13 years ago, They also had faith in the Missouri Highway Patrol and the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department. Did we do the right thing? If our goal is to find justice for Jimmy, then only by cooperating with law enforcement will we be able to get there. I'm sure you can see that it's a delicate balance. What if we said something, 
or revealed something. Something that would jeopardize the case that they are building against the person or persons responsible for Jimmy Wade's death. And yet, what about all of the people who have already come forward and the people who are close to coming forward? We need to keep telling this story. If only to make sure that those people know that they are not alone. Melissa Gilliam, the St. Francis County prosecuting attorney, was gracious enough to talk to me over the phone about the press release and the next steps for law enforcement. Uh, Melissa Gilliam, I'm the uh, St. Francis County prosecuting attorney. Uh, well, again, thank you for doing this. I just uh, want you to know that we, we really appreciate it. We see the work that you and your team um, and the Highway Patrol and the county are, are putting into it. And I feel like more has been done just in the past couple weeks than was in the past few decades. So I really appreciate you talking to me. No um, problem. First thing, I guess, is thank you for putting out the statement yesterday. Um, the press release was great. Can you kind of share some information with me? I guess what led up to releasing that press release? So we have been meeting regularly since the decision was made to um, start looking at the information that you guys gathered and presented to um, the, the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Um, so we kind of gathered up the information we had here from, like you said, 30 years ago, um, the filings. We had to go print off documents from microfilm. Um, we had ended up sharing all the information that the agencies had and discussed um, ways to organize the investigation going forward. So during the course of the last couple of weeks, um, the um, members of the Missouri State Highway Patrol and then the members of the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department um, had begun the investigation and talking to people and, and doing various investigation items that were on their list and so when that on Thursday we decided that now would be an ideal time to make the information public the investigation is ongoing again and to also seek any additional information that folks might have about the case that otherwise we wouldn't know about without putting a statement out there so the idea is to welcome anyone who may have been a witness or has any information to come forward and report that to either the Missouri State Highway Patrol or the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department. Was this even on your radar? Do you hear about 30-year-old murder cases? Well, you know, all of us at some point have watched the ID channel or Dateline or, um, you know, cold case files. So clearly it's something that... Um, Technology has progressed in the last 30 years, and it's always possible that when cases of this nature reopen, these new technologies could be utilized to assist investigators in solving what previously was an unsolved case. Um, it was brought to my attention by someone who mentioned the podcast, so I tuned in and listened to the podcast, um, and then ultimately received a call from... Donnie Crump at the Missouri State Highway Patrol, who had spoken to a member of your team, um, indicated that there may actually be new evidence available for them to investigate 
And so we decided to sit down and talk about it. And um, it, it wasn't, you know, a difficult decision because obviously there is no statute of limitations for murder. So if it's able to, if we're able to determine um, the suspect and new information and new evidence can lead to a conviction, then it's our duty to um, follow up with that and look into it. So, you know, I don't have anything to do with the investigation part other than to be here to lend um, any, anything we can legally as far as subpoenas or search warrants go. Um, they, they are much more experienced in investigation and going out and interviewing the folks. Um, we just kind of sit, sit back here and help on the legal end of things. Do you and uh, the investigators feel confident that they, that there's something to go on? I, w- I would assume you do, or you wouldn't have put out the press release. Well, I mean, obviously, in any investigation, we have to see, we have to look and turn over every stone that we can. So, um, you know, there are strategies and tactics in the investigation, and that you know is clearly something that the Missouri State Highway Patrol and the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department they decide on. Um, they just basically asked me at this point to make the information public so further information could be gathered. Um, you know, in any case, like if new information is available, it should be looked at and, and, and investigated, I guess you can say. Um, and that is what they're doing. And, and I think um, you have some amazing investigators who are putting the legwork in at this point in time. Yeah, and, and we've seen that as well. Every conversation that we've had in, um, with the Highway Patrol, they've, they've been fantastic at returning phone calls and really putting in the work. How do you see the case moving forward from here? Uh, I know you said that you weren't actually a part of the investigation, but I'm sure you have been in touch with them. Where does it go from here? Do they have active leads that they're going to be pursuing, or are they looking for information to come in? How does it move forward? It's it both. I mean, obviously, they're looking for information to come in. Um, sometimes there are things that people don't realize is a valuable tip for investigators um, that actually turns out to be. So any information that folks have is is welcome. Um, but, you know, it, it just the the way that it goes from here is they continue the investigation. Um, they find out what, if any, evidence can be um Adduced, and then you know if there's any way that we can utilize technology, and um, you know if there's going to be any kind of DNA analysis or um, any anything that we can do that um, would help us have evidence to present in a court of law to prove beyond reasonable doubt that the person is guilty. Um, that's really what they're looking for: is information that is going to be presented in court to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this person um, is the person who murdered Jimmy Wade Martin. What what role do you think that uh, the podcast Small Town Forgotten has played in this? Well, I would say that it obviously um, brought to light and to the attention of the different agencies um, more information about the case. You know, um, the people that you talk to and the investigate the current investigators in the sheriff's department, you know, weren't 
parties to the case back in 1989 when it occurred. And, and we even have a different sheriff at this point in time than what they what who was the elected sheriff back then. Um, so, you know, the information wasn't something that we had access to on a daily basis. So I think the podcast was um, a great way to get information out there and then to pique folks' interest. Obviously, if new leads um, are established and, you know, the case can actually be finally resolved, that's, that's ideally what I think all the agency's goals are in this. Um, and so the um, podcast helped bring that, the case, to light and to their attention um, and also to see if there is any new investigation, evidence, information out there that can help them um, with who is the appropriate person to, to charge with the case. Since we've been in touch with with you and your team and the Highway Patrol, um, we just want to reiterate that we're here to help. Um, we're going to keep the podcast going, but you know we took a small hiatus at the request of the actual investigation, and um, we just want you guys to know at the county and the Highway Patrol that we're going to keep going and keep doing our work, but we are thankful for the work that you all are doing. And we want to help. We want to be of service to the actual investigation, which is was our goal from the very beginning. Our, our only expectation of this, our, our only goal was to get justice for Jimmy's death. Um, the podcast was just a means of getting there. So um, if there's anything that we can do moving forward, um, I hope to be having these conversations regularly with, with you and the Highway Patrol to, um, like I said, be of service to the investigation. We're thankful for that and, and, and appreciate that and understand that your goal is to find justice for Jimmy. And, you know, that we, we certainly do share that goal. Um, a lot of times, though, in, in investigations such as this, and if we are able to um, provide evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the person um, who killed him would prove it in court, you know, we, we're not able to discuss too many of the details on air on the podcast because um, there are rules in Missouri that say that prosecutors and law enforcement can't um, say anything to prejudice the jury ahead of time. So we're hopeful that we'll get to that point where we are able to announce um, that there has been a charging decision made in the case. Um, and we're hopeful that because of this new investigation, that evidence will be uncovered to to finally, you know, give justice to Jimmy and his family. What's up, True Crime Podcast listener? Hope you're enjoying Small Town Forgotten, a podcast that takes place in my hometown of Bonterre, Missouri. Whenever you need a break from the true crime genre, Come on over and see us at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that discusses TV and film, old and new, things like Airplane or Game of Thrones. We talk about it all. Come see us at MostlySuperheroes.com and listen where you get your podcast. Enjoy the rest of the show. We really are not alone. So this is what we can't tell you. We can't tell you what the leads are. We can't tell you what people saw. We can't tell you who the suspects are, yet. We can't tell you yet. I've been thinking about the person or persons who committed this evil. 
I know it's not as easy to kill someone as they make it seem in the movies. Maybe you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you two have suffered from your horrific act. Perpetrator trauma is what it's called. Perpetrators can suffer from explosive outbursts of anger, concentration or memory problems, chemical dependency, a sense of alienation. Aren't you in pain? Aren't you tired? Why not turn yourself in? Why not unload your burden? Do something good now. Help the family that you tore apart. If you have a family yourself, even if they don't know what you've done, you're probably hurting them as well. So turn yourself in. Call Lieutenant Donnie Crump at 573-431-0176, extension 4305. He's a good man. Next time on Small Town Forgotten. Is David Brian White still a suspect? I want them to know that I didn't do this, and I want them to believe this in their heart, know without a doubt that whatever I can do to help them know this, I'm going to Small Town Forgotten is presented by Blueburn Productions, writer and executive producer Vanessa Martin, creative and executive producer Ashton Holsey, director and executive producer Sean Lee Martin, and myself. Small Town Forgotten is produced in association with Vagrant Media Productions, Brett Wiley, Jake Delaloy, Caleb Cook. Podcast distribution and digital strategy by Logan Janis with Kerrigan Ventures. Original music written and performed by Todd Holsey. For more information, please visit smalltownforgotten.com. Please like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Special thanks to the twins, Andrea and Angela, for their perseverance. I'm your host, Chris Holsey. Thanks for listening to Small Town Forgotten.